Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking a few seconds from listening to our dear friends, Jen and Aaron Smith. We love what they're sharing here at the Marriage After God podcast. I'm Angie Tolpin from the Courageous Parenting Podcast, where along with my husband, Isaac, we weekly tackle relevant topics facing parents today from a biblical perspective and digging into the Word of God. Our mission is to empower and equip Christian parents to raise confident Christian kids in these unprecedented times. Enjoy listening to the rest of the Marriage After God podcast, and don't forget to check out the Courageous Parenting Podcast when you're done. We're looking for people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron. Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about how to have a healthy biblical relationship with your in-laws. To start off today, I just want to explain that we understand that there's infinite number of relational um, variables that go into in-laws and your marriage. And so we just want to um, explain that we're not going to be discussing every single variation no and way. every single variable there wouldn't be enough and time. all the situations that are going on. That It's just not possible. We actually don't have experience with every single one. So we're just going to talk on a normal average level of what most marriages are dealing with with most in-laws. And um, But the idea is that you should be able to take biblical principles and still apply them in, at every level. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to be discussing is just the the common um, relational situations that happen. And we're just going to talk about what the Bible talks about and how we should engage with our in-laws yeah. and the perspective we should have. So we just hope that this will give you a good perspective and good ideas on how to navigate. We've had a lot of people actually ask us specifically mm -hmm. about this topic um, in the emails that we get, in the comments that we get, just asking us, you know, how to navigate, you know, my husband and his relationship with his parents or, you know, my wife and her relationship with her parents and how that, that dynamic works in our marriage. And so we just hope to bring some light to it and in our own walk with our in-laws and hopefully for you. Yeah. So as we get started, um, I just wanted to point out that there are, um, just like you were mentioning, there's infinite number of scenarios mm, or yeah. dynamics in those relationships. Um, you know, when we look at marriage, it's a husband and wife coming together who have very different backgrounds. And so yeah. those families that they're coming from are also going to have different types of backgrounds and cultures, like family mm. cultures, things that they believe and ways that they live. Ways um, that they raised you yeah. and your spouse and the ways that they see the world. And all of that plays a role in the way that you engage with yeah. one another. So marriage in itself can be a challenge in not only getting to know each other, but um, responding yeah. and receiving, uh, you know, that communication from one another. But uh, then you have the extended family. Mm -hmm. And we just want to put out there, like, we know that it's messy. We know that relationships can 
can have challenges and can be difficult. Will have challenges. Will. Yeah. yeah you always correct me on that, that it's always like, it's going to well, happen. It's, it's, ra- it's rare that we've met people that like, oh yeah, no, it's everything's perfect. perfect. We've never had issues no. on either side. That if you're dealing with human beings, there's going to be messiness and <laughs> yeah. that's okay. And so we first off just want to encourage you guys that yeah. this is a learning process, not only for you and your spouse, but also for each family. Yeah. And so um, be willing to embrace it as a journey and to know that you're going to be growing alongside all of these people. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, as we move forward on this, there's going to be three areas that we, we think you should consider biblically and mm-hmm. um, with a healthy mentality on how to engage and have a relationship with your in-laws um, so that you don't feel crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, we want to start with the first verse today is going to be from Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. This goes all the way back to the beginning, right when God invented marriage yep. and created it with Adam and Eve. And he says this in verse 24. He says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Okay. And so we always talk about this in almost every episode. We talk about this idea of oneness and it it starts like right when you're married, you leave the two family units and you become a new family unit one unit. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk about this. The, the first area is boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you no longer are attached to your, your parents. You are now your own unit, single unit. doesn't matter if you have kids or not. You're immediately one flesh and separate from the authority and the, and the, um, headship or whatever, you know, that, that power that they would have in your life before you're married as a a single person in your parents' home or um, as an individual in their home, and now you're one. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to be building up your own family culture and your own ways of doing life together with your spouse. Yeah. So we're just, this idea of boundaries. Um, Most of the issues that we've seen in in people talking to us, the issues that we've had have been around the idea of boundaries. Not having them, not knowing where to put them, Mm -hmm. um, just free for all, but... If you want to have a healthy relationship with your marriage, if you want to have a marriage after God, you have to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. And what that means is there is known, again, on the same page, this isn't just, you know, the wife making the boundaries for the husband's in-laws or parents or the husband making boundaries for the wife's parents. This is, there's a mutual understanding in, in our oneness of like, well, what kind of boundaries are we going to set up? Mm-hmm. What issues have we seen? Where are we going to let our parents speak into our lives? Where are we going to let our parents have a hand in our lives? You know, how much access do our parents have? Because that's another, you know, how much access? Like, are they just, boom, they can come in. They can. They don't have to knock. Mm-hmm. They can come in. Like, so what do those boundaries look like? And it really starts with communication, as we always say, between mm-hmm. the husband and the wife and saying, okay, you know, what do we see and how are we going to set boundaries? Yeah. And in most cases, I would say then, then the next step is to go together mm-hmm. to those in-laws or parents and have a conversation with them about those boundaries and clearly communicate, mm-hmm. you know, with respect, why those boundaries are important to you and your spouse. Yeah. Uh, and in love and mm-hmm. in truth. Mm-hmm. And the purpose is not to you know, sever relational ties, um, but is to say, Hey, this is, we're, we're trying to build something. We're trying to build our, our own family unit, And we have a way of looking at things. We have, a, we're, you know, there are things that we're walking through and we just want to make sure that you know yeah. where we stand on certain things. And, and I think it's important for the parents to know that, um, the husband and wife are on the same page because they'll mm-hmm. be able to sniff out if you're undivided. You know, if you're, if you're not unified in whatever boundary you're trying to set, yeah. they'll, they'll realize that and they'll take advantage of it in some cases. With not right. not necessarily with a bad heart, like no, you but. know, our parents are parents, and it, it's actually hard for them to recognize that they're no longer 
in that role. Yeah. And so like if, you know, let's say, you know, your parents, I'm kind of like dropping the ball in some areas and they can see it. They can easily come in and be parents again Mm -hmm. and try and take up the slack in that. But that is actually really dangerous because it's undermining me in the home. It could be making me feel really disrespected and dishonored. And so not that they're trying to do that. They just really like, oh, I want to protect my daughter. Yeah. Hey, we just wanted to take a quick break from this week's episode to invite you and your spouse to take Jennifer and I's 31-day marriage prayer challenge. We wrote 31 prayers for my husband and 31 prayers for my wife to encourage couples in their prayer life for one another. So if you're interested in taking our challenge, as thousands of couples have already done, please go to marriageaftergod.com forward slash challenge at the end of this episode, and you'll get more information about the challenge. Thousands of couples have already gone through this prayer challenge, and we're so excited to be able to extend this to you and invite you to participate. We dare your marriage. Yeah, but it is good for to help them um, identify, uh, you know, the husband and wife as a single unit and mm-hmm. to encourage um, leadership or to yeah. encourage uh, the different roles that they're trying to um, to walk in. Yeah. And if if that those boundaries don't get set, what you end up seeing happening is you seeing um, you see one, you know, a mother or a mother and a father or the mother in law and the father in law um, could become very overbearing. And all of a sudden it's another person in the marriage, mm-hmm. another two people in the marriage, instead of it just being us. Yeah. And what we do is we make decisions as a couple, as one unit. And what we do is we, we go get advice from people instead of it being that way. Now it's me, my wife and her mom yeah. or you, your husband and his dad. And there, it's not just one flesh. More, more opinions equals more conflict and more hardship. But not just opinions, actually like authority. Yeah. Like, cause opinions are fine. Um, but it's, it's what kind of role does those outsiders play? Mm-hmm. And that brings me to this other um, understanding and boundaries is recognizing that every single person, even your children, are outsiders looking into your marriage. Yeah. That doesn't mean that there's not wisdom and knowledge and understanding and giftings that you can glean from in your marriage. It doesn't mean you're autonomous and like, nope, no one can say anything. You know, we have no relationship with anyone. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that the core of who we are is yeah. we are one flesh yeah. and everyone else is looking in yeah. on the outside. They get to ask permission to give us advice. They get mm-hmm. to come in and say, Hey, I see some stuff. What do you think about this? Not actually, why don't you step out of the way? Let me help you figure this out. Oh, why don't you, I'm going to, I'm going to take the role of your wife for if my mom stepped in and said like, Oh, your wife's not like fulfilling her role. Let me do it for you because I want to make sure you're taken care of. Right. Um, it could be, it's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. If anyone in the, in the world has that kind of like getting between our oneness, mm-hmm. um, it usually happens with our in-laws. So early on in our marriage, um, I, I just really wanted to share this story, especially for those who may be listening that are newlyweds yeah. or in those first couple of years. Um, but this could be encouraging for anyone to hear. Mm-hmm. I, um, I really wrestled with um, seeing myself separated from my family mm-hmm. and clinging to my husband. So that one flesh action happening. And I just remember really desiring to still be a part of my family and um, almost live as if nothing had changed yet I was married. And so mm-hmm. that was a struggle in my own heart. And I remember well, it was also right. We were like right in the midst of a lot of our hardships early yeah. on in our marriage. Yeah. And you, you saw it as like, 
I was comfortable there. Right. This is hard. Yeah. So, um, just being comfortable in marriage that, that was, that was really hard for me. But, um, I remember specifically we, we were doing missions and we were, we had traveled from California where we were born, born and raised and we were living in Florida now. And this was within the first two years of our marriage. And I woke up from a dream where, um, I saw the United States and I was standing in Florida (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot this. I was standing in Florida with an umbilical cord still attached to my stomach and the cord running all the way back to California. And I woke up from the dream and I just felt like God was telling me like, you need to, you need to let go. You need to sever Mm -hmm. not your relationship, you know, with your, your parents or your family, but but you need to let go that emotional tie of like, they're no longer responsible for you, but your husband is. And Mm -hmm. so I remember telling you this and you, what did you think? uh, It was pretty profound. Like, I mean, if you think about it, everyone's probably like, Oh my gosh, like I get that. Like you still felt like, Hey, I'm not getting what I think I need to get here in my marriage, or this is too hard. And you felt yourself and you had a very little, like, yeah, you would cry sometimes. Like, yeah. like I just want to go home. Yeah, I asked to go home mom. all the time. <laughs> and I don't even think I, I realized how bad I was struggling with this separation mm-hmm. of my family yeah. until I saw this picture. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a grown adult with this cord still attached to me. And I need to just be able to, to, to cut that off, to become yeah. one flesh with you, but then to understand how my relationship will mature mm-hmm. with my family and how it will grow from there. Yeah, so. Well, because it becomes a new relationship. You were yeah. once a, now a daughter yeah. and now you're married and a wife right? and you have, and you have a mother that you can in, interact with on a, yeah. another level, different level. Yeah. So that, that you had to set a boundary for yourself in, my own in your heart. heart. And also it was good because you told me yeah. and it helped me know how to encourage you yeah. and say, you like, Hey, I know that you miss your mom, but we are a family now yeah. and I'm going to be here. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's still a learning process all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until we started setting boundaries with both of our parents, our, our, both our in-laws, yeah. um, that we actually started getting like, you know, it, it felt much more healthy. Yeah. We're like, man, there's some boundaries that need to be set. Well, our um, perspective of each other became more healthy that, that oh, we yeah. in marriage are, you know, a family. Yeah. And that other people don't get to just like, like my mom doesn't, and my dad don't just have some inherent authority in our, in our marriage. Mm -hmm. They're, they're just like an an individual that's outside of our marriage, like anyone else. And they can speak into it and they can give light and they can give wisdom, but they don't have an inherent authority. Mm -hmm. Um, just with your parents, they don't have an inherent authority. But though, if you don't set those boundaries, what usually happens is they think they have that. Well, and, and if somebody does try to exercise that authority outside of the marriage, what happens is either the husband or the wife can become influenced by that. And then all of a sudden there's division. Usually influenced. Yeah. Um, you know, we've experienced this. We're not going to give any specific details, but uh, in both sides of this where, you know, an in-law influenced the, who we were and how we were being towards our spouse. And again, our parents weren't doing it to be malicious or inte- like to hurt us. They're just trying to help. They love us. They love us as their children and they, they have motherly and fatherly instincts still. Yeah. But they, if we don't set the boundaries, they'll never see us as individual yeah. adults. Yeah. They'll never see us as a single unit. They'll never respect us equally. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads me to another um, point is that we've heard too many stories of, you know, the, the husband being so still attached to mom and the mom you know, acting as if, you know, how the wife should be acting and the wife feels totally dishonored, totally disrespected, totally irrelevant. And it's super unhealthy. And again, I don't think the mom's doing it in purpose in some situations that they are, Mm -hmm. but it definitely doesn't build unity in the marriage. And the wife's like, 
what do I do? I feel like he he'd rather listen to his mom than me. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it on the other side, you know, the, you know, you felt connected to your mom, but we've seen wives like, you know, connected to their fathers and, you know, well, I'm going to listen to my dad over you. Yeah. And now or, the father's some, the authority in the home, not the husband. Or something as simple as they need something fixed around the house or something. And the first person that they constantly go to is the, the dad and yes. not relying on the husband to fix things or to help um, yeah. play that that father role in the marriage. Well, in the husband, the leadership role that yeah. like actually we role. actually get to navigate that. And let's say the husband doesn't know how to do those things. How is he ever going to learn yeah, if the wife doesn't say, hey, let's figure this out? Yeah. I, I, you, you, my dad would usually do it, but I want to go to you. Mm-hmm. How can we do this? So not running to our parents because that encourages them saying, like, oh, I'm needed. And now I'm yeah. going to step in. Um, now, that doesn't mean we can't go to our parents if, if, if we need their help. Mm-hmm. But again, we have to be on the same page. Right. We are one flesh. And again, that's inviting them in, not them taking, right. you know, uh, authority where it's not given. So again, this first um, area that we wanted to cover was just boundaries. And going back to that first verse that you read about in Genesis, yeah. I mean, it's mentioned over and over again in the Bible. It's mentioned in Ephesians mm-hmm. five thirty one, Matthew nineteen five, Mark ten, and mm-hmm. it's this idea that the husband and wife are supposed to leave their families and cleave to each other. Yeah. And the most important reason for setting these boundaries is to protect the marriage. And yeah. so we just wanted to encourage you guys to be be evaluating your marriage, um, setting those boundaries, mm-hmm. communicating about them, and then going to the in-laws, going to the parents and yeah. saying, hey, this is what we've agreed upon and know, and, and let them know that you are unified in these boundaries. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't mean that you don't love them setting boundaries. It yeah. just means that you do and that you're giving them criteria on how that they're going to engage with your, the new family yeah. unit. So the next section I want to go into because, and this is going to be one that kind of covers a lot of things, Mm -hmm. um, just all the different relational statuses that marriages might have with their in-laws. But it's to be Christ-like. You know, we we are called to be examples. So if you want to be a marriage after God, we're going to be like Christ in our in-laws' life. You might have in-laws that are not believers. You might have in-laws that are believers, but no matter what, we're called to be Christ-like, mm-hmm. that we are an example to them, that even if we'd set boundaries with them, that we're doing it in truth and in love, yep. and that our whole heart for them is that they grow in maturity, that they grow in understanding, that they get have healthier relationship with you and eventually your children mm-hmm. as grandparents, right? So, you know, that we can have a Christ-like relationship with them, that we have kindness towards them, mm-hmm. that we have love towards them, that we have patience towards them, because we are the, we're the Christians that, and we have a marriage after God and we're trying to walk with them like we would walk with anyone. Yep. Yeah. I think sometimes it can be easier to think about that stranger down the street or that barista at the coffee shop mm-hmm. and, and you know, your role in their life is to be that light and to yeah. be that person who um, reflects Christ to them yeah. and to be kind towards them. But then you consider family and you go, Oh, well they can handle it cause they're not going anywhere. Um, and sometimes that can be, a, yeah. I mean, always that can be a destructive um, perspective to have. And yeah. we can find ourselves complaining about our mm-hmm. in-laws. We can find ourselves um, having a poor attitude towards them and or, perspective of them. And, yeah. So I would just, I would just encourage you guys to be mindful of your heart towards your in-laws and know mm. that they're no different than the stranger down the street, your neighbor, yeah. your spouse, like they are important people. God loves them. God mm-hmm. wants their hearts to be directed towards him. And he may, uh, well, he will definitely use you to be that light in yeah. their lives. Well, and that's the other thing is if you aren't a light in their lives, let's say you have, you know, family that are unbelievers or if you have family that are just immature believers, do you not, are you afraid to t- like be 
a light in their life and you're like, oh, I'm not going to say anything to them because it's always a fight. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, oh, I don't want to have that argument again. Oh, I don't want to bring up God because, you know, every single time it's blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're being influenced more by them than you are influencing them, that's dangerous. Yeah. You know, are you a light in their life? Are you who you are at home with them? Yeah. Um, are you who you are at work with them? So not allowing who they are unless they're just godly and like mature and you're looking up to them because you should be influenced by them you should follow their example but if they're not um you be a light to them yeah and you don't let that how they are and the things they love to do because to be honest if they do like if you go over there and they do things that you don't want your kids around or you don't want to be around because you are a believer maybe you shouldn't be around them Mm -hmm. in that situation We just wanted to take a quick break to ask you, if you are enjoying this content, would you please leave a star review and a comment review? This helps us spread the word about Marriage After God and and just all the episodes that we have to offer. And we would love uh, just to get that reach out there. So please, again, if you have a moment, just um, take that time to leave a star review and a comment review for us. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the episode. So not letting your witness and your light and your Christ-likeness change around your your in-laws. Yeah. And this is going to be a really hard one, especially for women, I think, because we are so, you know, we can be so emotional and sensitive, but you encouraged me a while back with a family member that, um, they, I didn't feel really like loved Mm -hmm. or that they wanted to be around me. And you just told me like, you can't let how they respond to you affect the way that you respond to them. Like you were still called to yeah. love them and cherish them and respect them. And it changes. It actually helped you not feel so burdened by it. Yeah. Like I, cause I was wrestling with some insecurities in that relationship and yeah. it just helped me see them as Christ sees them and to remind, to, to be mindful that my love mm-hmm. doesn't change. Like I still yeah. love them and every opportunity that I have to hang out with them, I do take that. And, yeah. um, and it has made the relationship itself more healthy. Um, so not to, not to let other people, responses, especially family members, yeah. um, affect you to the point where you're ineffective in their lives. Cause yeah. you can still be effective. You can still love them. You can still show them the light of Christ. And, um, mm-hmm. I think that that was, that was a huge encouragement for me towards some family members. Um, and so, so the next thing I want to talk about being Christ-like leads us into our next section, which is going to be responsibility and being Christ-like Christ prayed for us in John 17, the high priestly prayer. We should be praying for our in-laws yeah. just always just, you know, whether they know God or not, we should be praying for them. If they don't know the Lord, we should be praying that God gets, gets hold of their hearts. If they do know the Lord, we should be praying that they get mature and that God, you know, takes care of them, that they lean on him for everything. Um, and so that we have a heart of prayer and under the responsibility section, I feel like just like with anyone, we should be, one of our responsibilities is prayer Yeah. for our, for our in-laws. Absolutely. And I think we should also be praying about, you know, our spouse's relationship with their parents or, or your, you know, their in-laws, which would be your parents. And so, um, just making sure that you are just entering into God's throne room with a heart Mm -hmm. of humility, wanting to preserve all those relationships and making sure that that God's will is being done in them. Yeah. And, uh, so that under this responsibility section, there's a scripture I want to read in first Timothy, that gives us a, a, a pretty stark perspective on like how we should see our, our in-laws. And again, uh, not every single relationship is going to fall perfectly in every category. So we just want to we want to explain that you you use wisdom and you walk in discernment in these relationships. And if you're in if this if that relationship with an in-law is dangerous, you need to be 
careful. Mm-hmm. You need to get godly counsel on how to deal with that relationship. Yeah. But again, for the most part, um, what this is going to say in First Timothy chapter five, verse eight, is this: It says, "But if anyone does not provide for his own his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever." Mm-hmm. And so, what this is saying is, first of all. It's when it says especially his own household, this relationship, the oneness with our with each other and our relationship with our children, our own household comes first yeah. and foremost. The health, I'm not going to sacrifice the health, the spiritual welfare, the financial welfare. The, I'm not going to put my family in danger to like take care of someone else. So it needs to go in order that I, I okay, is my, my family okay? Oh, cool, we are. So we can actually as a family... We can take care of the needs of our relatives. And the idea of relatives is saying, like, if you have, you know, if your father's dying, do you take care of them? Are you there for them? If your mother is sick or if they're in, like, a massive financial burden, are you able to help if you can? Not just, no, they're on their own. I have no responsibility. Like, it doesn't work that way. Um, So, again, for the most part, um, in most situations, the idea is, like, that we have a heart of care for our relatives. Yeah. I'd also like to encourage everyone that, you know, a husband and wife moving forward in, um, their relationship with their in-laws, they, mm-hmm. it, as far as taking care of relatives, they should be unified in that too. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really important that they're actively communicating, Hey, how are we going to be able to support so-and-so yeah. and not just, you know, one spouse taking the lead or control in that area saying, no, it doesn't matter what, how much it takes, like we're doing this. Yeah, um, I think very it, considerate. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important to communicate your feelings and how, you know, driven you are to be able to support or help or, mm-hmm. you know, encourage your relatives. But if the means aren't there to do it, or if maybe your spouse comes in with a different perspective, I think it's important to, um, mm-hmm. just to listen to each other and to walk with each other in an understanding way when it comes to, um, relatives yeah. outside of your own household. Well, and you can have one, you know, like I could be super partial to my, my parents and, and not even consider yours or mm-hmm. vice versa. And, and so having a, a singular mentality on, on how we are going to help our relatives as needed. Uh, again, this is going to, there's an infinite number of you know scenarios right. that's going to be played mm-hmm. out in your life. But as we always talk about, go to the word of God, go to prayer, get godly counsel mm-hmm. in any situation, you know, don't just say, Oh, someone needs, you know, a thousand dollar to, they need to borrow a thousand dollars. Boom. Here you go. It's not what this is talking about. It's just saying, it says provide for his relatives as in, are they in actual need? Mm-hmm. Like not, they could actually go get a job and figure it out. You know, if you're, if you, if one's a widow or a widower, you know, that, that, that you, you consider their situation, you consider how your family can participate in helping them, that you're available if needed. Yeah. Um, but you don't just like, do it. You, you, you do it with wisdom and in discernment and in yeah. agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does, you know, the Bible does tell us that we should have a mind and a heart that is willing to provide for our in-laws, yeah. provide for, it says um, relatives. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how far that goes. <laughs> Again, that's going to be different in every scenario, but um, just have like going to the Christ like and going to the boundaries, like it, it's all encompassing that we, we have, we do care yeah. and we want to participate and we don't want to just cut people off in our lives, which again, that might be necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be the way you need to help someone is like, actually, no, you, you're dangerous or you're unhealthy. Um, but not just willing to do that because they bother us or because it's hard and sticky. Yeah. Um, so again, wisdom, discernment um, in every area, um, but that we would set boundaries in our marriage, knowing that we are one and that everyone else is on the outside looking in. Um, 
that we are to be Christ-like, not just in um, our neighbor's lives, but in our relatives' lives and our in-laws' lives, that we are to be an example to them and not let their life influence us unless their life is a good influence, if that makes sense. Um, And then, you know, the responsibility that we have to be praying for them and to um, honor them, you know, because the Bible tells us in the the fifth commandment is says, honor your parents, right? And then um, what's the scripture? It's in in Ephesians. Yeah, in Ephesians 6, 1 says it this way, um, just so you can get the, the next you know level of this. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. So when you're out of the home, again, with the boundaries, you're no longer responsible for obeying your parents as if you were still under their roofs. But we are totally required to still honor our parents, just like we're supposed to honor the elders, yeah. elderly, you know, like older people, because they're wiser, they're older. Yeah. We're still respectful and honoring them. doesn't mean what they say goes. Mm-hmm. What that means is in how we respond to them, how we interact with them is with honor. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, you are my parents. I love you and I'm going to honor you, but I'm going to, you know, gracefully disagree. Or I'm going to say, actually, that goes beyond our boundaries. And, you know, we love you, but you need to make sure you stay within these confines. Mm -hmm. You could do that with respect. Mm -hmm. You can do that with honor. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be disrespectful and cut them off and be mean. And, um, Christ wouldn't do that. So, um, you know, the responsibilities you have is to pray for them, to provide for them if necessary, um, and to honor them. Yeah. Um, not necessarily obey, but honor. Mm-hmm. So those are the three areas that mm-hmm. we just thought, like no matter what the dynamics are in anyone's family, these are three areas that you can um, evaluate, um, talk about, yeah. and set for your for your family in mm-hmm. regards to your extended family. So again, um, setting boundaries, being Christ-like no matter mm-hmm. what, and just the responsibility that you do have in those other uh, people's lives. And so yeah. we just wanted to encourage you guys today. We hope that this um, episode would just get you and your spouse on the same page when it does come to in-laws. And if there is contention there, if there is conflict, if there is a disagreement, that you guys would just move forward, um, submitting it all to God and and allowing Him to mm-hmm. shape your hearts and perspectives in regards to in-laws yeah. and your relationship with them. So thank you for joining us this week. We hope this episode encouraged you and gave you some talking points, as Jennifer said. And we just look forward to having you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. We're looking for people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur a financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron.